Hello everyone, I'm Pastor Rick Hawkins of Quest Church in Norman, Oklahoma. I want to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast is going to be informative, insightful, and inspirational for your life. Listen every week because we'll have a special word just for you. Luke chapter 13, verse 10. I bet our first time guests are going, what is happening in this church? Luke chapter 13, we'll begin today with verse number 10. Jamie and Tony are on vacation. Thank you, Caleb, for leading us in praise and worship today. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had, and circle these words, a spirit of infirmity. Circle those words. A spirit of of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Listen to the vocabulary. He said unto her, woman, you are loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her And immediately she was what? Made straight. And what did she do? She glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed. Not on this day. Not on Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, You hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath what? These 18 years be loosed from this bond. When? On the Sabbath day. When he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by Jesus. I'm going to preach a message this morning entitled, Enemy, Your Time is Up. Say that to about three people around you. Enemy, wait, don't call them, hold up, never mind. Never mind, they thought you called them enemy. So... That's what happens when you, when you say turn and tell your neighbor. Don't tell your neighbor. Just look down at the floor and say, enemy, your time is up. How many of you believe God's going to do something great in your life today? Amen? i tell you what let's do. Let's clap our hands, all ye people, and shout to God with a voice of triumph. Amen. Lord, we love you today. High five somebody and tell them it's on in the building and then you can, you can be seated. Um, in church services, uh, there are many things that transpire. You know, prayerfully, our goal in the preface of a service is to have very intense praise shift into very intimate worship 
and land finally on some kind of inspirational or insightful word. And then culminate all of that with a great altar call where people's lives are literally transformed. Can you say amen to that? How many of you would call that a good church service, right? Um, as I was preparing, even this morning, I began to pray and ask God about this particular service, the group of people that would be in church today, and then those watching online. And the Lord began to speak to me very, in a very prolific way concerning the Word. And many times we emphasize the Word on purpose because we, we believe it has some kind of prophetic unction to it. That by preaching the Word, you may see something for the first time, right? You've looked at it a long time, but you see it for the first time. But then there's the other side of that word, which is God's work. And I heard the Lord speak to me very clearly today and say these words, let me work. Let is a big word. The psalmist said, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let is a voluntary action. It's, in, it's when you release all control and you say, God, do what you want to do. Move us out of the way and you do your work. Now, many times we will emphasize the word over the work. And there's nothing wrong with that because it has this prophetic unction to it. Other times we emphasize God's work over the word. For God to be able to manifest his hand in the lives of his people. And that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? There's a difference in the message and the ministry. And the Lord again spoke very clearly to me and said these words. Emphasize the ministry. Speak the message, but emphasize the ministry. So today, my attempt will be to move out of the way. I'll bring some instruction. I'll bring some direction. But God will do the work today. I'll bring a message. But God is going to do the ministry today. Will you lift your hands, please, and just ask God to have, just say, Lord, have your way. Keep those hands lifted. Isn't that the greatest statement of faith that we could ever declare? God, have your way. Takes a lot of trust, doesn't it? feels a little uncomfortable with your hands raised and everyone, there's no music and everyone's just saying, God, have your way. I have a question for you. What if he does? What if he does? If he does, wouldn't the sick be healed? If he does, 
Would not prodigal sons come home? If he does, would not marriages be restored? If he does, would not someone be delivered? Would you say it again? Lord, have your way. We live in a time that requires spirit-led churches that have spiritual leaders, that have a spiritual ministry, that carry spiritual authority, who are on a spiritual mission that will face spiritual opposition and experience spiritual victory. I'm going to read it again because I think it needs to be emphasized. We live in a time that requires spirit-led churches that have spiritual leaders that have spiritual ministry with spiritual authority who are on a spiritual mission that will face spiritual opposition but experience spiritual victory. This lady we read about today, the Bible says she would bowed over for 18 years. Spiritual adjustments. God told me that this has to do with you. That today we would take a visit to a spiritual chiropractor to get adjusted. And you have to decide that you want adjustments in your life. These adjustments I saw in prayer, some would be major adjustments. You need to change some things. Some would just be minor. But the need for one minor adjustment could change the whole trajectory of your destiny. Then that denotes the idea that minor adjustments are as necessary as major adjustments. What is painful for a moment is pleasurable for a lifetime. The second words are these words, spiritual alignments. It is the arrangement of allies, those that form a line of agreement. This has to do with not you, but with your relationships. Everyone that comes into your life is not your assignment. Some people will always remain an association or an acquaintance. Be okay with that. But it's very important for you to recognize your spiritual allies. Everybody, you ain't going to like this, but everyone needs some cheerleaders. You need to have people in your corner that will tell you, you can do this. 
greater is he, come on in this room, that is in you than he that is in the world. You can win. You can be successful. You can live a victorious life. You can be blessed in the city. You can be blessed in the field. You can be blessed when you come and blessed when you go. You can be the head and not the tail. You can be in front and not behind. Am I encouraging anyone right now? That's what we need in our life. But many of us are yoked to people that is messing with our alignment. If you drive a car that is out of alignment, it's always fighting against you. And what is it doing? Trying to pull you over the line. Honey, the line is there for your safety. But when you're hooked up with something that is out of alignment, it is always wanting to cross the lines. That's why Paul said, do not be un... Because you are going one way and they are going... Be careful that you just don't let pretty in your yoke. Talk in the building, Bishop. Be careful that you don't hook up with attraction that doesn't have your direction. Find somebody that's going the same way. Talk back to me, that you are going. Direction is always more important than attraction. What is a distraction? A distraction is an inappropriate attraction. If it, were, if it didn't look good, you would have never looked at it. The problem with distractions is it will cause you to get off track. This is why the Pentateuch tells us do not yoke an ox with an ass. Some of y'all need to look over and see what you have. God is so specific about those you allow in your yoke that he said, I'll talk to you about things that do the same thing and are going the same direction and it's still not right for the yoke. What are you saying, Pastor Rick? An ox and an ass does the same thing. They plow. But one plows faster and deeper than the other one. Some of you are trying to get ahead spiritually, but you're hooked up with something that's too slow. Your pace is longer than theirs. Your cadence is quicker than theirs. Now, for all you married folks, guess what? You just can't jump out the yoke. 
which means you need to tell your partner, step it. You said it, not me. Step it up. We must move at the same pace, at the same cadence, for us to enjoy the same rhythm and the same revelation to ultimately reach the same resource. I've got a place I need to get to. And girlfriend, I need you to catch my stride. Talk back to me. So God told me, first of all, there would be spiritual adjustments today. And then there would be this inspection of spiritual alignments. And finally, spiritual assignments. This has to do with your work of ministry. Let me help you with it. Your spiritual assignment is the task that is assigned to you that is part of your purpose. Woo! A lot of people in this room are doing a lot of work, but it has nothing to do with your purpose. There's nothing more frustrating than working and not producing. Talk back to me. The most frustrated person in the world is those that do not know their purpose and they're trying to produce in life. I challenge you to find out not what to do in life, but why you are here. Oh, I just said the deepest thing I said all day. Not what you're doing in life, but why do you exist? You do not exist to get that paycheck every two weeks. You do not exist to serve mammon. You do not exist to get money. You exist to serve a purpose that God has assigned to your life. Lift your hands one more time, please, and let me pray for you because I'm about done. Now be bold with your prayer and say these words, Lord, adjust my life. Adjust me in every area that I need to be adjusted. Let it rest on you. Some of you need to adjust your priorities. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. He didn't say seek the things. He said seek the kingdom and the things will find you. Adjust it. Adjust your priorities. Hmm. Secondly, is spiritual alignments. Lift your hands again. Lord, I pray that you break any soul tie in my life. I think we're going to have to rest right there for a minute. 
The anointing breaks the yoke. Lord, break the yoke of any soul tie in this building today. Break the yoke. Make them sick of the conversation. Make them sick of the hidden dialogue. Let them have enough courage to unfriend, to block. Lord, in the name of Jesus, stop any appropriate relationship that is going on in these people's lives. Father, in Jesus' name, would you cover us today and help us break those yokes by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, every soul tie? Everything that you're in the yoke with that is not of God has to leave your life in Jesus' name. It has to go in the name of Jesus. It is stopping you from operating in wholeness. You're always fragmented, and it's because of what you're connected to. Lord, set us free today. If you can receive that, can you give God praise real quick before I pray this final prayer? And finally, God, I pray that these people will lock into their spiritual assignments, that they will quit entertaining frivolity, that they will quit entertaining foolishness, but they will lock into their purpose even as David, your servant, when he said, is there not a cause? Father, do not let them rest good till they find their cause. Do not let them rest good till they find the reason for their existence. Do not let them rest good until they're operating in the full power of their purpose in the earth. Let them to commit to processing their potential till they become a productive citizen in the kingdom of God where purpose is paramount in the name of Jesus. Can the church give God praise just for about 60 seconds here? I dare you to get on your feet and bless him like he just gave you a spiritual adjustment. I dare you to jump on your feet and praise him like he fixed all those relationships that have been out of order. I dare you to praise him like you just stepped into an understanding of why you exist in this earth. Oh, God, would you move in this building today? God, do your work among us today. Have your way today. Deliver somebody today. Set somebody free today. Heal somebody today. I'm hearing the Holy Ghost tell me, everyone standing, lift those hands. I'm hearing the Holy Ghost tell me, deal with spiritual assassins. Woo. There are generational demonologies that have attached themselves to your family units. These are called spiritual assassins that the enemy will use to assassinate your purpose in this earth. But today we silence all the spiritual assassins in the name. Y'all better come in this building and pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can I get about 30 people that know how to pray in the Holy Ghost? Just pray just for a moment. 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to finish this message. But before I do, if you're in a soul-tied relationship and you want to be set free right now, if you'll meet me right here, God will set you free from that. He'll break that yoke. He'll break the soul tie today. If you'll just, if you're bold enough to come down here, come on. Come on, Josh, when you get here. Anyone else? Boy, I'm telling you, it's hard to move out, you know, on, on word like this. But if you'll come up here, God will set you free today. And that soul tie will be broken. Now, some of you are imagining that a soul tie relationship means you're in a relationship of adultery or fornication or homosexuality or something like that. No, a soul tie relationship can be a codependent relationship that has nothing to do with sex at all. You are tied to them soulfully, which means when they're messed up, your emotions are messed up. You could be soul tied to an experience that happened to you when you were a child, when you were molested. And now you can't have normal activity in a relationship because that experience now set the paradigm for how you see every intimate relationship. I can feel the Holy Ghost already moving here. Can you lift your hands, please? Thank you for your courage, and thank you for your boldness. Chief, bring me some oil, man. If you could give me some oil. Thank you, Father. Everyone just shout, break the soul tie. Break the soul tie. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we the anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. Bring that sister up here. The anointing breaks the yoke. In Jesus' name. Come on, dear sister. You are free today. I break a controlling spirit. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now for complete deliverance right now. In Jesus' name. The yoke is broken in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. There's somebody getting their deliverance today. Lord, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. There you go, there you go, there you go. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, break a soul tie here. The anointing breaks the yoke. In, there it is, in the name of Jesus, there you go. There you go, in Jesus' name, there you go, there you go. It's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost, come on. It's over in Jesus' name. Come on, Greg, in the name of Jesus. 
all the way back to your childhood where it happened the first time. God rolls back all the way back to the hey, to the first incident in the name of Jesus. Break the soul tie. Break the soul tie. Break the soul tie. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It is very difficult to have a normal relationship when you've been damaged so severely in your childhood. God has to make you whole. He has to make you whole. And I hear God saying today, not only be healed, but be made whole. Be made whole. Come on, dear sister. In the name of Jesus, God's already... Sherry, come around the front here, Sherry. There you go. Father, in Jesus' name, there you go. There you go. Come on, sister. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, have your way. Be made whole. You are loosed from that yoke. That yoke is broke today. That tie is broken today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come around here, baby. In the name of Jesus. y'all just lift your hands right there God wants to heal your marriage see it tell your neighbor today is not the message it's the ministry today's the ministry let's, let's, let's bring it back here right just real quick. We're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for a lot of people. But just come here just a second. Come here just for a minute. Listen to me just for a minute. The law of binding and loosing is on this wise. Jesus said whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Right, Elena? Whatever you loose. Where does it start? On earth it doesn't start up there it starts down here but I want you to notice something very specific about this passage of scripture I'm about to let y'all go Jesus never bound the spirit of infirmity he never said I bind you spirit of infirmity as a matter of fact he never addressed the spirit of infirmity. He said, woman, you are. Because when you lose a person just right, you ain't got to do a lot of binding. 
Now let me show you what I'm talking about. When Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave, he looked at the people around him and he said to them, loose him. He didn't loose him. He said, y'all loose him. Stay with me. Stay with me. Because here's what God is about to do for you as a couple. He's about to loose you. Not, he's not, this ain't about buying. It's about loosing. I hear the Holy Ghost clearly saying he's going to loose you from all labels. From all bad experiences that you brought into your He's going to loose you from a history of anger and I just see it so strong that it just built up and God said, I'm going to loose you from it today. So we're not here to fight and try to tie something up. No, 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 no. We're here to lead you right into freedom. And today, you are loosed. You are loosed. Now watch what I'm talking about. Watch what I'm talking about. We're about to go. Josh was talking about that roping yesterday. I've got this horse that is super fast. But Brother Tommy, you know about you know what he don't like? He does not like being backed up in that box. Waiting for that calf to be. He feels that pressure. Hear what I just said. The old saying is pressure will bust a pipe. And he will sit there, David, and just tremble because I've got him bound. And he will just tremble because I cannot let him go until what is running is loosed. Are you with me? But when I let him go, are you understand? And he just glides. He just glides. And you know where Charlie been? Bound up, waiting for something to be set free. And Pastor Rick came to tell you both that today, run. Run because you are set free from everything that's putting pressure on you. All gathered up in that corner. Come on, Tommy and Kitty, y'all pray for them. Listen. Listen. Woo. If you need to be loosed, you need to be in this altar right now. If you need to be loosed, Come on up here. You are free, sister. You are free. Look at me. You can never really give your full testimony because it's so full of bad stuff. You would be scared to say everything that's happened to you. Well, let me tell you something. God has seen everything you've gone through your entire life, and God brought you here for such a time as this, and you are loosed today. You are loosed today. We're about to go. ask you a question. Is this all right? Different, right? What did he lose her from? A spirit of what? Infirmity. Study it. Infirmity always has to do with the power of something 
disabling the power of something else. It dislocates you from your source. Closest English word we have to this Greek word for infirmity, listen to me carefully, is feebleness. You know what feebleness is? Weak. This number 18, she was bound for 18 years by Satan. Look at the 18th letter in the Hebrew alphabet. You know what it looks like? This. 666 six, six is 18. Flesh, flesh, flesh. Trying to work it out herself. And she could in no wise lift up herself. Jesus never touched her till he spoke to her. He didn't lay hands on her and then speak. He said, woman, you are loosed from the spirit of infirmity. Then he laid hands on her. And immediately, watch what happened. She was made straight and glorified God. Let me help you. Intercessors, stop taking the credit for what God has done. Prayer warriors, stop taking the credit for what God is doing. She immediately glorified. You know what I hear God saying? I'm about to remove the feebleness. Have you ever carried something so long it just wore you out? That's what a curse does. That's what a soul tie does. It just, it just wears you out. And before long, you're walking through life like this. God did not call you to walk through life bent over, carrying an iniquity, carrying an infirmity. In the name of Jesus, you are loose today and you will immediately be made straight. Now here's what I want you to do. Just lift up those hands as high as you can and begin to glorify God. Just begin to glorify God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.